Hey, this is Christy Janes, and you're listening to the Big Gold Belt Podcast. Hello again, another fine Thursday night here on the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast, and do we have a treat for you. It's your boy Will here with Giant Crab Jamal starting things off. The entire crew will be getting added to things as we go on tonight, but we have a very special guest to start the evening out, a friend of the show making a triumphant return after fighting champions from overseas on national television. Yes, indeed. Christy Jane's back tonight on the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. How's it Hi going, guys. Christy? Hey. <laughs> on the road and in the car, as always. You are the true road warrior every time you've been on here. <laughs> right? That's how I do it. I love it so much, but I hate it, too. But I love it. So where are you in, in route to tonight? Another show or like... Yeah, so a show. Um, yesterday I was in Black Rock, Arizona. It was like 108, 107 degrees. And then I got a phone call uh, from a promoter that I worked for many times, Martinez Luchas. And he asked me to be on his show. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. No problem. And so I just got off a plane and I just drove up here and I like the show starts at eight o'clock and I'm like, my opponent isn't even here yet. It was put together very last minute. Um, so it'll be fun because of COVID and everything going on. Like things are all kind of squonky still, you know, but I'm just happy I get a wrestle. Awesome. That's definitely cool. And it was a big surprise, I think, to everyone to see you show up at AEW to get a title match in a, with Hikaru Shida back in May. And that was a big, exciting moment for all of us here on the show. And I think a lot of people got really got their eyes opened to seeing you for the first time from that platform. And I think what we're really looking to know, I guess, to start since you've been on the show tons of times, we've seen you in our area and all over the Indies. So how did you end up in Florida, in Jacksonville at Daly's Place for AEW back in May? So it actually started with my match at AEW in February at Cedar Park in Texas. I had a match against Big Swole and um, Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes loved it. They were like, you're great. You're amazing. Like, you take direction like you're you're just really good i was like oh thanks and cody invited me out to double or nothing in vegas and i was like absolutely but then COVID <laughs> hit and i was like great you know there's no more double or nothing there's like 
nothing going on, um, no pay-per-views, nothing. And then I got an email asking me to come out to um, down to Jacksonville. And I was like, awesome. So, of course, I said yes, right? No one's going to say no. I went down to Jacksonville. I was there for two weeks. Uh, the first week, they just used me in the crowd. I was like, oh, okay, there. I didn't get a match. I was like, I was just excited to be there. I was like, oh my gosh, that's awesome, right? I get to like socialize with all these really great wrestlers, some legends, like just get advice and hang out. Um, and there's a beach here, I love the beach. So I was like, this is awesome. And then um, I show up the following week. And again, I'm like, you know, they'll probably just use me in the crowd again. And then they're like, oh, you have a match today. And I was like, nice. oh, okay, cool. And they're like, it's Washita. And I was like, what? <laughs> really? Just one. Let's just put like, you right at the top of things right off the bat. Yeah. I was like, how is that possible? She just won the belt. Like, and I'm just going to, I'm like, okay, whatever. And then they were like, yeah, we just, we need you to do what you do in Mexico, though. Like, you know, like actually wrestle. And I was uh, like, wait, this is like 50-50. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, are you sure? They're like, yeah, just, you know, do what you know, but do what you do really well. And I was like, all I do is lucha. All I do is flippy stuff that might get me killed. So, um, yeah, it was really great. I got amazing feedback. Um and I was excited and very happy. And then the next day, they gave me another match, also very last minute. They were like, oh, yeah, uh, it's going to be you against Kylan. So you need to go get dressed, like, right now. And I was like, oh, okay. So I went and got dressed, and I won that match. And I was like, yeah. wait, I won? You like, won a match on Dark. Yeah, is, on dark, on dark. Yeah, one right? in one record already. Like, what? Sorry. A one, a one in one record already, right off the bat. Right, and I'm not even signed. Like it was crazy. It was so cool, though. Like I loved it. Everyone there was super nice and very like welcoming and warm. Um, but yeah, that you know, after that, they just used me in the crowd, and that was it. So I have a question about about that, and we can get into uh, a little bit more AEW stuff. So you're not signed. Uh, you've mentioned that many times on your on your new Twitch stream, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, but I guess my biggest question is, why not? Is this a is this a thing that AEW has? You know, has the offer been made? Are you not necessarily willing to, or is you, you got to meet somewhere? I mean, are you are you you're a free agent? You can do whatever you want. Are, are you? Is that something that you want to do? Like, what's what's happening here? Personally, I'm on the AEW Discord, and Discord is a, a chat room, and we all are AEW fans, and we mark out over stuff, and we went bananas when you won on Dark because that's usually an indication that we're going to see more of this person. And you say that you're not signed. Yeah, Why? I don't. I don't know. I'm not in the back office. I don't mm. make those decisions. Oh yeah. Um, didn't get an offer. So, you know, just keep trekking along, keep doing like what wrestlers do and just hit up the next show one after another. Like I, 
I mean, would I like to be signed? Would I like to have a steady income and like work, you know, girls that are absolutely trained that I know aren't trying to hurt me? Yeah. Like, of course. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know how all of that works. Um, it's definitely up to, you know, AEW or WWE or NXT or Impact or New Japan or, you know, ROH or all of these major companies. It's their decision. I don't know what they're thinking. It's just, it's just that. Um, so I don't know. Right. I can't uh, answer that. No, I mean, fair enough. That's understandable. I, I would say as a fan, it is disheartening to see, you know, progress. And they start to establish, uh, you know, some rapport with, with people. We've seen Kylan King and, and you and, and others, especially on Dark, which is kind of like their proving ground. And Sign Christie is definitely a thing that we're trying to get trending uh, because, you know, <laughs> you deserve it. Well, thank you very, very much. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. I'm sure a lot of things go into play with that, uh, with signing somebody. I don't know about AEW, but I know like WWE, it's very like, if they want you, they're going to sign you and they don't care, right? So like if Triple H wants you there or if Canyon wants you there or like they're going to sign you. Like, then they can they always store it out later. They're they're very businessy, right? So if you're good for business, they don't care who you get along with, who you don't get along with, like all that stuff. They don't care. They're signing you if you're good for business, right? So yeah. I don't know. Uh, AEW, I'm assuming, works the same way, or else Tony wouldn't have made his millions, billions of dollars, right? I'm assuming he's very businessy, so. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it just wasn't the right time for me to be. Well, and and hopefully that time is soon. Um, Another thing, because obviously we are living under the umbrella of the plague. Uh, Coronavirus (laughs) is real. It is here to stay for the time being. And it's affecting everyone worldwide. Not equally, but worldwide. You still are going to wrestle through the pandemic. And I'm looking at a list of shows that are about to happen over the next few weeks and wrestling is starting to come out from underground and and it's like spring. A new season of wrestling has emerged. Has the pandemic and wrestling through the pandemic changed your approach to making towns in, in any way? Or, or how uh, has it changed your preparation uh, to go to work in any way? Um, I think more now than before, I'm like very weary of like places I go um like just I'll I'll still wrestle pretty much anywhere right but like in my own private life I am very fortunate my mom's a doctor so I can get tested whenever I want awesome. <laughs> um, I know at AEW everyone gets tested before their shows every week they have to mm-hmm. get tested right um so I know that is a thing um, if, you know, they go through what the government and doctors have suggested, um, they go through a whole long list of like, has this happened? Have you been in these places? Like, 
have you been around anyone that is sick or potentially sick or have you felt lightheaded or dizzy or have you coughed or sneezed? Like they're very particular. Um, so they, you know, everyone has to wear a mask um, until those cameras go on. Mm. Everyone wears a mask. Mm. Uh, and it's hard when you're in full makeup, TV makeup, especially for a girl is a lot of makeup uh, and you have to wear a mask. And so you take it off and half of your makeup's on the mask. <laughs> and especially in Jacksonville, it's super humid. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That, yeah. so that being said, um, it's, I, to me, I'd rather take that risk. I, wrestling is mentally, um, it's like therapy for me. And I would rather take the risk personally, right? And that's my risk to take, right? Yeah. And whoever else decides to wrestle, like that's our choice if we choose to wrestle and we choose to take that risk to come in contact with each other without masks on, or without gloves on or whatever. That's our choice to do. But in public, I have masks. I have masks everywhere. Right. Fair enough. And, I mean, my favorite personally, mask that I wear everywhere and now uh -oh. I can't find it because it's somewhere in my dirty car. It has like, it says essential on it. Mm. And it is the best mask ever. I'm going to find it. I'm going to show you guys. I, I, I think that's. One. Like, there we I go. Mask up. I have like masks everywhere in yeah. my car. So that's good. That's, as it should be. I, I sense that we need like a pro wrestling tees Brazilian uh, Chrissy James mask in the future. I mean, yeah, actually, um, I there's merch to be mask made. Republic. So now, Mask Republic is making all my T-shirts. They're in the process of making me a mask. Uh, awesome. They, I think I can say this. I have an action figure coming out. Uh oh, Ooh. fancy, fancy. Wow. I know. They now you know you've out. really made it. What? <laughs> Once you get an action figure, then you've really made it. <laughs> yeah, it's an action figure. And I wear like the blue and green Brazil gear. And then it's going to have like alternative gear that you can click onto it. What? So, wow. Yeah. I'm excited for that. No, Sorry, I had to turn on my car. It's getting really hot. Well, I'm, understand I'm sure. the, yeah. the heat has been oppressive. Now, you mentioned about how AEW, you know, of course, at Daily's Place, it's an outside venue. It's kind of like a pavilion setup. I had heard uh, an interview with Sonny Kiss talking about the match with uh, Cody and how the heat was just oppressive and just really affected the match and affects like cardio and stuff. Did you kind of run into that? Like when you're in there against a car Ushida, was it the same kind of deal? And yes. And no, I was really fortunate. Um, both of my matches, it was really windy. So, mm. uh, I was very fortunate to have that in my matches, but I do remember when Sonny had, um, his match, uh, it was like super hot, like no wind. Like I wasn't there, but I just remember because before, like I potentially go down, I always check the weather, and it was like hot, hot, hot. 
And I was just like, ah, oh, poor girl. I'm like, I hope her lashes don't fall off. Because <laughs> that's the worst, right? Humidity and heat. Absolutely. Like, our lashes start fluttering and we're like, and then we get into it and we just rip them off, like, in the middle of the match. <laughs> yeah, that's no, it's, Florida it's, humidity. Yeah, it's rough. It's absolutely rough. Uh, so, you know, down there in AEW, uh, you know, you've obviously, you know, been on uh, Dark and we've seen you on Dynamite. Uh, about how late do they tape Dark? Uh, I've heard stories of that it goes on well past midnight, uh, that they actually have like a 12-hour Wednesday when they tape Dynamite and, and Dark, and then they do it again the next day. Um, how do you, How is your experience working with TV in that regard versus work that you've done in, on, on, in other televised uh, events? I don't know. My stuff was, I felt like my stuff was easy. I, I guess I don't, I don't know. I, I am fortunate that I have been on TV in Mexico and like working the hard cam is a thing, right? I did get one time, um, someone told me, uh, like I had my back to the camera and I was like, really? Like I didn't, I guess when I watched the match back, I didn't really like the part where I had my back to the camera. I was like, oh, I don't like, I guess to me, it wasn't a big deal because it was, I just got hit with something. So like, I, you know, I was like, oh, okay. But then like right back to the heart cap, like right back mm-hmm. to the front again. So yeah, I guess that's like the only thing you have to like just remember to look at the cameras. And they do have roaming cameras too. So that's really that's nice. That saves a lot of us, right? That yeah. they have that. But yeah, sometimes dark goes on till like normally just to like eleven thirty at night, unless they're doing like a cinematic movie. Mm-hmm. Right. That's about how it was when we had that one taping here. Yeah. The first time we saw it, it went to about 11 or so. Yeah. It seems yeah. Like they it, seem to be doing the same formula. Yeah, it doesn't go, like, super long um, unless they have weather. So if it lightnings within, I think it's five miles of the stadium, everyone has to go inside. They can't start oh. the show. Like, Didn't think of that. Yeah. yeah. Or if they have, like, high winds. And the wind issue is huge in Jacksonville. Like before every taping, everyone is like biting their nails right before dynamite because they're always like, go inside. It's high winds or whatever. And we're all like, oh, we're going to be able to start in time because this is live, right? It's not like pre-taped. It's live. So um, for the most part, it always has started on time. I mean, for me, it has. Uh, but yeah, I feel like it's a lot of work to be a fan. It definitely takes a lot of energy. So kudos to all the fans out there. <laughs> um, I think being a wrestler is the easy part. Being the fan is like the hard part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, there have been times where it's, uh, you know, just spent. Uh, it's 10.05. And dynamite has just ended, and I'm like, I need a, I need a shower and a drink. I gotta, I gotta sit down somewhere because uh, it's the show, and that's what it is to be a fan. Um, speaking of fans, you have uh, started a Twitch channel, 
And you started out on Twitch uh, to, I guess, to connect with your fans a bit more. Um, aside from insights from you, which uh, I personally enjoy, I mean, 24 hours ago, you were floating around in the pool taking pictures of dead birds. <laughs> this is the content that you can expect from Christy James. A true behind-the-scenes look. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get on my Twitch channel. I'm a real person, and I think people fail to remember that wrestlers are real people, right? I'm super, like, socially weird. Like, I definitely am. I always say the wrong things. I never say the right things, or else I mispronunciate my words, or um, I... Yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm just that girl that I'm sure there's more of us out there, you know. Uh, but yeah, I just, for some reason, can't pull myself together ever. I get, maybe I get too nervous or I get like super excited and then everything just comes out like crap. Uh, right. <laughs> so, so, the, but the yeah, that thing. Twitch stream is awesome because yeah. I was doing my workouts on YouTube and then I figured out I am not good at editing stuff. I am not good with technology as you guys all witnessed earlier today. <laughs> um, I am not good with it at all. And Twitch, it was just like, oh, I can do my whole workout and I never have to edit it. Awesome. So yeah. And then somebody, uh, Zicky Dice was like, you can be an affiliate and you can be a partner. And I was like, what? Yeah, so um, you know, to get affiliate is one thing, to be a partner is another, but to get affiliate, it's important so that you can start monetizing your streams uh, so that it's not, you know, it's not all for, for just for free. Um, you can, you know, get emotes and set up your channel. Basically, it's like live streaming a MySpace page where, you know, it's customizable to you and however you want it. I highly recommend that you get a moderator and a bot to... Um, uh, ban the trolls because <laughs> as we'll discuss in the news later on, uh, you know, the trolls are at home. They have not gone away because of COVID. They have just reorganized and are online in big, big ways. Um, but aside from that, um, what else could we expect from uh, you streaming on Twitch? And we'll talk about other uh, uh, social interests that you have a little bit later. Um. I don't know. Like, I, I, I hate to say, I mean, I don't know. It's I'm the Christy Payne's workout channel. It's not just a workout channel. Well, like, I'm actually going to stream this show tonight live on Twitch. I'm an hour away from being an affiliate. Um, so I have to ask Martinez if he'll let mm. me. I doubt he will. So maybe I'll just have somebody stream it anyways for me. I'm that person. I always go against the I, I do. I hate saying that. Um, so I don't know. I'll ask him. Uh, he's been like, I've known him for a really long time. He's been really good to me. So maybe he'll just be like, yeah, sure, whatever. I mean, um, that would be cool because I wasn't expecting live wrestling on a Thursday. Right. So, yeah. So we'll have a whole Lucha show going on. And Lucha always starts late. Um, it's like Mexican time. That's what we call it in Mexico. Um, I'm always like, okay, the show starts at six and it's like seven 30 and they're like, yeah, Mexican time six. Okay. <laughs> so it never starts 
on time and it always goes on till like one two in the morning uh they're like Lucha people are kind of like Latin, you know, they're all Latin and not all of them. Some people that enjoy Lucha are not Latin, but the culture of Lucha is Latin and they're very like party and hang out and eat food. And this is actually in the parking lot. It's kind of like a drive in Lucha show. Ooh, nice. That's what, yeah, it is. See, we're being safe. We are being so it's a drive-in lucha show and um, it is if you're in the fort worth area it is at el rudo's uh Trattoria, and that is 8701 old mansfield road um again it is in fort worth and you have to be in your car to watch it uh so yeah that's going on and you they will be serving tacos to your car or tortas yeah chico so this is a party on a thursday night it sounds like to me pretty much so i'm really excited because everyone knows i love my tacos i love my tequila and i love my tortas um but the other thing, sorry, I'm trying to put my phone up against like the AC because it's saying it's overheating. Oh jeez, <laughs> that darn Texas heat! Right. So, um, yeah, everyone, head down. It starts at eight. It's gonna be so much fun. I am just very fortunate. I get to wrestle. Uh, I have lost weight though, just so everyone knows, like. I am so proud of being 150, but I lost a whole bunch of weight. I weigh 138 pounds now because I think it's, I have no tacos and I have like, I don't drink, you know? So, yeah. I mean, I do drink, but I haven't been drinking and alcohol is, has a lot of calories. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of empty calories in, in the booze. Um, you so you're on Twitch, and that's great. And I really hope you see some live driving wrestling uh, later tonight. But you're also on Cameo, and the thing that we do here is we take a look at who's uh, like a prominent wrestler on Cameo, and we compare their price with other prominent members of cult, of pop culture. Um, MJF is charging five hundred dollars. Uh, Alexa Bliss is charging three ninety nine. Change back on 400. And <laughs> one of the things that we do, uh, because we just, some people can get away with it and some people shouldn't. Uh, I guess the first question is uh, why Cameo for you? Uh, is that just another way to reach out you know, to fans? I mean, is, it, is this like Christy James's social media takeover? Part one, Cameo? Yes, it is. It's, um, I. So I love to interact with people and a lot of my fans on Instagram actually started working out and stuff. So every once in a while, we get a request for a cameo to be like, I don't want to work out today. I'm so unmotivated. They just put my whole damn state back on lockdown. Like, give me a motivation. And I literally sit there like, homie, I'm in the same state. We ain't doing shit. We are just <laughs> laying here eating bonbons. 
I need motivation, right? So it's just like a way for me to connect with them and talk to them. Um, but also it's a way that I can, I feel like I can help people and also boost them up in their time of need. And at the same time, like I've sent cameos to people for zero dollars, right? Um, there's a few like fans that'll message me on my social media and I'll just like talk them through it. Like I am not a doctor. I am not a professional. Um, if you got like, you know, I always tell them that like, you know, consult like your healthcare providers, but like this is my advice to you. But yeah, it's also a good way because a lot to make money because a lot of wrestlers, actors, anyone in the entertainment business has lost like massive income. Yeah. Right? yeah. All over. So, yeah. No shows. I mean, what can you do? That yeah. whole yeah. No tickets yeah. being sold, no shows being run. It's it's tough. Yeah, so it's a way that we can generate some money, but we can also like interact with our fans too. Yeah, that's great. Now, so what we're going to do now, um, if if you're bear with us, you know, we're just for a little bit. Hilo Cameo is a game that I came up with, and we pick a special uh, person to compare and contrast with. So you, since you have a cameo will be our special cameo anointee today. Do Uh-oh. not announce how much you charge because based on you and what you represent, the brand that is Christy Jane's Brazil's greatest import. <laughs> will, do you think that Christy's charging more or less than Vicky Guerrero? Oh, this is a tough one because we have the up and comer the mm-hmm. international sensation that just mm-hmm. had a title a title match on national TV against a legend. That's also on national TV now. Both both tied into AEW. Yeah. Ooh. I am going to say Christy's doing the, doing the good fight. She's trying to connect with people. I'm going to say Christy is lower than Vicky Guerrero. At $100, Christy's charging less than Vicky Guerrero. Uh, one point for me. Yeah, there you go. I think so. Christy, to you. Now, you know how much you charge, but do you think that you're charging more or less than Thunder Rosa, the current NWA Women's Champion? I think less than Thunder Rosa. You think that you're charging less than Thunder Rosa? Am I? I don't know. Well, at $28, you're definitely not charging less than Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa is charging $28. 28 bucks. It's a steal. That's what I say. Uh, We like to compare people outside of wrestling because the world is a lot bigger than wrestling. There was a guy who played um, uh, Israeli basketball, and he was charging $700. That's a lot of shekels for an Israeli basketball player. But but still, but I I digress. Uh, Christy, are you charging more or less than Canadian football superstar Devere Posey? Now, CFL isn't big in the U.S., but but he is a, he is a star in Canada. Do you think that you're charging more than him? Are we going by U.S. dollars? Or? Yes, U.S. dollars. Freedom bucks. <laughs> 
Uh, I think I charge. I'm looking at eyes. <laughs> well, they don't know it's Canadian football. I can tell you that right now. I think I charge less than him. Well, if you're a Montreal Alouettes fan, you know the name <laughs> Dipierre Posey. No one in America is a Montreal Alouettes fan. So at uh-huh. fifteen dollars, Mr. Posey's charging less than Christy James. Oh, well, there you go. Well, expensive, y'all. My road trips cost a lot. They're players. They do. They do. The last one, and uh, Damian uh, Two James. Hello. Get to you guys in a second. The last one. W- former WWE superstar. Member of Crime Time, JTG. Will, I guess this is open to all of you guys. Is Christy charging less than JTG? Ooh. More? Less? Is it a push? Oh, there's a push option. Mm. It's a push option. There is. I'm as. Uh, more or less are the same. A same as a, a push. In, in Oh, this is blackjack rules. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Out too of often we get the push, but the push does happen. I'm going to say it's a push on this one. That's yeah, me too. Marcellus isn't here. I'll say push. Yeah. I think we're all throwing push here. Chrissy, are you charging more than JTG? Yes, no. Four pushes. This has never happened before. So, uh, JTG. Now, Christy, how much do you charge? Do you know? Do you off the top yet? I charge 50 bucks. You charge 50 bucks. I'm glad you knew that. JTG charges 10 bucks. What? Jeez. You can get five JTGs. Wow. (laughs) That's crazy. That is absolutely insane. So 50 bucks for Christy James is still money well spent. Money well spent. And, and, And no matter what you do, no matter how you spend your money on Cameo, do not, absolutely do not, be Antonio, who's $99 to ask Alexa Bliss out. And God bless Alexa Bliss for letting him down in the sweetest and softest way possible. It's still a no. Don't think it wasn't anything other than a no. But that happened? Yes. Oh, yeah. This week. Oh, yeah. Oh, he yes. Got a shot. It didn't hit the rim. When he got the ball out of his hands. And you know what? I gotta tell you, man, when you got the shot, take it. Sometimes you gotta take a gamble and you gotta gamble on yourself. You favor (laughs) yourself, you gotta gamble on yourself. More power to you, brother. Absolutely. Absolutely. But for four hours, that is so that was Hollow Cameo for this week. Christy, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, I hope that we can do this again sooner than later in person, of course, if the Corona gods will let us, but you're on your way right now to 3701 Mansfield highway in Fort Worth, Texas for uh, Arriba Los, Arriba Los <laughs> Rudos Tortoria. It's um, the 30th of Julio at 8:30, which is in about 45 minutes uh, in Texas time. So yeah, it's a drive-in Lucha show and that is badass. So if we can get that, I'm feel wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We need that from you. But but guys, Chrissy James, everybody. Thank before you. we get 
Now, before you get out of here, you know, you have to select your winner for our contest. The contest. For tonight. D- double contest this week on the big gold belt. Yep. So just to be clear, we're, we're announcing our uh, uh, the MMA F, uh, S, SFT uh, 22, the return, which is going to be this Saturday. Uh, we're going to announce our, or Chrissy is going to announce our runner in a second. And then we have another contest, which is pinned to the top of the page, where we will be tweeting out our winner tomorrow. So just stay tuned to our Twitter page whenever it happens. But for our winner for tonight, Christy, your pick is? My pick is drumroll. Do we get that? Christ, the too cool. Krista, too cool. We will definitely. I think it's Christ. It's C H R I S T. Is it Christ the too cool? Is it Chris? It's definitely Chris. Chris V. Yes. That's a Chris. How do you spell? Oh Christ? yeah, I see. As soon as she said that, I, just, I shifted like the word over a little bit. <laughs> or it could be Christ. either one. Wait, no, it could be Christ. He too cool. We yeah, don't know. It, it could. It totally Christ. could. <laughs> there you go. Hey. Either way, at that either hand, way, it, no. <laughs> you're the winner. You're the winner. Collect your prize now. Right on. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us for the day. Uh, definitely stay cool. Make sure your phone stay cool. Uh, otherwise, uh, <laughs> it's gonna be cutting off any moment. Be um, safe. Back at the show. We need the Twitch stream. Um, also, digital tacos. We, we we will sign up for that as well. and AEW take care of business give this girl a contract sign the girl you cowards put that out there into the world thank you guys love y'all I gotta get to the show bye thank you so much take care safe travels alright Chrissy James everybody much fun is that always on the road all every darn time making towns I mean it's, it's what needs to be done it's it, it what needs to be done every time. And just so you know, Chrissy's on her way to Martinez Lucha Libre Mexicana, and that is Lucha Mobile. That's the name of the show. Because it's a drive-in Mexican wrestling show. That's so good. If, if the coronavirus has given us anything, they've given us drive-in wrestling. I've never thought that I would ever hear of a thing like that. Um, and that is 3701 Mansfield Highway in Fort Worth, Texas. It starts at 8.30 Central Time, which is at a little bit more than a half an hour. So get your asses to Fort Worth. Watch them drive. Bring a car. Can't take the bus to this one. So I can attest to a Martina show because I've been to those before. And she's not lying where they last about like nine, ten hour shows. I went to one last August. I got there at five. I didn't leave till one in the morning. That's how long it went. Oof. I mean, it's, it's a, and they played a lot of the Rocky Four soundtrack. It's right. still not as long as Raw, so <laughs> that, that's better cool. <laughs> So if you guys don't mind, I have news, and it's been fortunately a quiet week, but it's still an eventful week. And the first thing is, is that Thunder Rosa is the NWA champion, and she is actually going to defend the belt at an indie show. Uh, it's it's in Buda, Texas, which is uh, south of Austin, uh, right mm-hmm. off of 35. Can't miss it. And this is going to be in September, uh, September 18th at Hell Hath No Fury. Uh, it's a Mission Pro Wrestling show. And I mm-hmm. think, you know, the first question I have to you guys is, should we see 
more of the blending? Is, is this a thing that saves NWA? If you can't bring the talent to Georgia to take the show, should they represent the brand across the country? Absolutely. I I would say with what limited show options there are, do whatever you can to have those belts out there and at least in people's faces and at least getting some publicity. As long as, you know, the talent involved is comfortable with working these shows then absolutely, if you can get the NWA women's title or the tag titles or even the big, you know, 10 pounds of gold out there, sure, get it out there. Get it on some shows. Get whatever publicity you can. It's not going to hurt anything. Yep. I think the only concern is, like, you know, as long as the, whoever's involved is comfortable doing it, then absolutely. Yeah, yeah. One, of the, one thing to note about the uh, flyer for that show, it definitely says in big typeface, face masks are required. I don't give a good goddamn about your personal freedoms, you're going to be in the crowd with everybody, wear a damn mask. And if you're going to this show, you got to wear one anyway. Don't be dumb. Uh, Big Swole is also on the show, uh, Mm -hmm. which is interesting. And I know that AEW can still do indie shows and stuff like that. But I think that this is is cool. Um, This is a good opportunity for NWA to get the word out that they are still up and, and kicking. And also... This is probably the first step because you know we know that Rosa wants to run her own show. Um, speaking of the Luchadors, Excalibur, Persona non grata in AEW right now because he was at the show. And the interesting thing was is that he wasn't even mentioned about being missed. Uh, when other people have um, you know taken a, uh, an absence, whether it was uh, Tony Schiavone because of an injury to his wife or other people to COVID testing, They'll mention that five times an hour. Excalibur, not mentioned at all. Um, it, and that's largely because a video has resurfaced again of a nearly 20-year-old video where Excalibur, in a promo, uses a word that you, that ends in an R that you really shouldn't say ever, let alone in public, let alone to get cheap heat. Either way, uh, with Sammy literally coming back within the last two weeks, uh, this video resurfacing about Excalibur, it's a similar situation. Mm-hmm. Granted, one of them was actually at work in a promo, and the other one was uh, an unforced error. Uh, nobody prompted Sammy to say what he said, and he did it under his own volition. Do you think that AEW's uh, handling of this situation and the lack of obvious transparency is just? Or do you think that there should be a statute of limitations on what a company, no matter where you stand, uh, should be able to penalize a person for a past transgression? Rehabilitation. Just the same, <laughs> just like before. We talked about that, yeah. Rehab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but the I, difference is Excalibur said this thing 17 years ago. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the same thing because, I mean, just because it, 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 just because of how long it was, maybe it was never addressed to somebody to you know the proper avenues as to you know why was this wrong you may have heard why it's wrong but like actually getting the legit training and being around uh people of knowledge and, and in this case people of color to understand why you know why this is not acceptable and the meaning behind that and it's not just a like a beating where it's just like you're wrong but this is a a, a learning lesson where you know the, the 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 knowledge that he's able to take, he's able to then pass on. That's how I think all these situations 
should be handled. And specifically when you're with major corporations and businesses, um, they have, you know, funding for a lot of this to happen. And I think that's the stance that needs to, uh, that needs to take place. So, um, you know, the internet, uh, you know, no matter what it is, it's, it seems like it, it, nothing's ever gone. It's never too, too long ago, but you know, it's, it's always a way to move forward in a better way. That's, that's just how I look at it. Yeah, this is a kind of a trickier, odd situation. It has been addressed by Excalibur previously. This is not the first time this footage has come up. And uh, right. Kevin Owens, the former Kevin Steen, is also in another piece of this footage. And he's brought it up to And they've all been very open over the years about that. Yeah, that wasn't a good idea. Yeah, we, we totally regretted it soon as it happened. And my understanding of it is that the way they put the situation across is that human tornado who was involved in those segments, that it was him pushing for them to do that, to get heat for the segment. That was him all along being like, Hey, do this. I want you guys to call me this. I'm saying it's okay. Do this to get heat on the segment. And they went along with it. And they were like afterwards, like, ah, damn, we shouldn't have done that. That's just, you know, going going too damn far. So that's the story that's always been floated out there. Now, like we mentioned earlier, similar to the Sammy Guevara situation, this is all stuff that predates AEW. And Lord knows this one really predates AEW. We're talking almost two darn decades. So in, on one hand, you probably got Tony Khan and everyone at AEW looking at it like, hey, this ain't our problem. This happened ages ago. But if by that same token, you're saying, well, we don't want him on the show tonight. We want this to blow over. We don't think it's a good look. If you're pulling the guy off TV, maybe something needs to be said. If you feel there's a need to take him off TV, if there wasn't a problem, you just have him out there anyway. So it's kind of a mixed message. If you're pulling him off TV, make some kind of statement. I don't know. It's it, it's uh, That part's odd to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm in the, I think, I'm in the but, two games, correct? Sorry, Jamal. I'm in the two chains camp at this point where it's, are we going to keep throwing out the baby with the bathwater on something that happened 20 years ago where all parties involved have learned from said issue, have felt remorse, and to my knowledge, haven't done it again since. Right. So, so what more do you want? I mean, the court of public opinion, which I've seen is, is pretty much more severe than actual, the court of law, it seems nowadays, uh, <laughs> You know, like judge, jury, and executioner on Twitter, all, all the above. But if I'm if I'm Tony Khan, I think just keeping him off air for one week is fine. If he wants to do a statement, if Excalibur wants to come out and say, "Listen, y'all, like I messed up twenty years ago. We done talked about this. You know, I am sorry. I have never uttered that again." What more do you need from the person? Yeah, and I, I think that's I, all I, it would take, honestly. Yeah. Oh, I even go less away. I mean, apology for, for, to to be honest for me is not even needed, but to understand, oh, no, like, no. hey, you know, I just want to address, you know, us as society, we need to do better in our education and learnings, um, and completely uh, burying this word in its entirety. Be an advocate for it. You know, that that's mm. what I'm all about for as a platform. And if people are digging back 17 years ago for stuff, then clearly people are interested in him. So I think the best way to go about it is put out something positive with it. You know, silence is not it. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's Khan's job to do so, to make a statement for him. Uh, but I definitely think, you know, especially in the world of where news and digital media is just all over the place, um, 
say something in any way. Your your mm-hmm. your Twitter, your Instagram, your 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 YouTube. Just do something positive as a step forward. That's that's how at least for me um, shows that you understand what the issue was and how you're you know have been uh, rehabilitated from this one way or another. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think the biggest thing is the lack of a word from AEW officially um, and the complete um, disavowalment of Excalibur last night. He was, it's obvious by his absence. And since Dynamite was live, uh, you know, that was also uh, a little bit more cons- uh, conspicuous that he, he was absent without any mention at all. Uh, let's move on quickly because Brandy Rhodes did an interview with something called Christie Reports. It's a, um, it is right. It is a um, kind of it's a blog, a video blog, basically. And uh, the New York Post reports that Brady Rhodes has closed her DMs. You ruined it. All of you ruined it. And you know who you are. And Brandy says, and I quote, I've actually stopped looking at DMs. I've stopped accepting direct messages for a while. I had them open because if I wanted real opportunities in the first year and people really wanted to communicate about different partnerships and opportunities or nonprofits, Things I should know about. I wanted that to be open. You ruined it, you bastards. And I'll tell you she, why. You think Andy says, Antonio was in there? <laughs> Antonio. He ain't that brave. He ain't that brave. Uh, but, but she says, and I quote, there is a limit of what I can handle of people sending me pictures of the genitalia, so I am not publicly open to DMs anymore. Hmm. You ruined it. Yeah. Number, I mean, like, number one, she's married. Number two, <laughs> she's married to Cody Rhodes. Number three, see number one, dumbasses. You're <laughs> uh, ruined. Also, also, number four, I'm pretty sure that they're probably sending them same pictures to Cody. There's a lot of creeps out there, and that seems much like there's there's speed in this. Well, I mean, you know, who knows what people are into? But you're ruined. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stephanie McMahon did an interesting interview with Ad Age, and it's interesting because... Of the blatant hypocrisy of WWE, the long and short of it is uh, she was asked, uh, she gave a statement about the COVID testing. And she said that the COVID testing was, quote, volunteer-based. What? So she says that, first and foremost, it's all optional. It's volunteer-based. We did have a couple talent opt out and a couple crew members opt out for various personal reasons. Um, You know, I think she means working with WWE in general. Um, We do testing before all of our programming, and it's the more advanced testing. Uh, and it's not the rapid test, which is shown to have a number of false positives and false negatives. Um, right. So when she when she was asked about the um, health care of the workers, because, you know, if you get the virus, who's going to pay for it? Well, not the company, because they're all independent contractors. So you have a voluntary test for the health of your workers that you don't provide health care for because they're contractors that have signed exclusive deals that they can't get out of even 90 days after they have to leave. What could so, possibly go wrong? Can I, can I speak about that really quick about the the, the private contractor thing? Because I, I still feel like there's a huge disconnect about what does that mean? I mean, everybody can chime in, obviously. But when you're a private contractor, I'm just going to say in layman's terms, that means that the money that your, 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 um, your hourly wage, whatever it may be, you get that up front outside of tax that's that's what you make mm-hmm. uh, yes. people like in the government uh such as myself you know you 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 get taxes taken out uh your 401k which benefits, is match your, your benefits and all that other good yeah. stuff so 
while me and a contractor may make the same hourly amount, I'm seeing significant less. They're seeing there's upfront. Mm-hmm. With that being said, the people who are at uh, contract who have contracted jobs do have resources. They do have an HR that you can go out to get life insurance, health insurance, right. 401k. But you can completely opt out of it, and it's right. and it's okay. Right. So it's a it's it's an adulting thing. It's or you mm-hmm. you risk management with it's your life. It's on you. It's yeah, on if, you. If you want to get benefits, retirement, health insurance, life insurance, dental, whatever it may be. You have to do that. That's not the company's fault. That's just how their business yeah. is ran. The resources are there. So when people are like, well, I because I, I hear people saying like that's messed up, blah, 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 blah. No, that's that's the business. They're getting their money up front. You have to be an adult to decide how you want to dividend out the wages that mm-hmm. you receive. So yeah. it's not like a knock because people are private contract, because there's plenty of benefits with it. You know, there are people yeah. out here who are private contractors, you know, um, Impact for one, private contractors where you can work for that company, but your contract states that you can work for other ones. But when you time for you to report, then you report. You just have to work the deal that works for your lifestyle. You know what I mean? Here's the thing. Let me say say this, that there's a difference between being a private contractor as a librarian and being a private contractor to a a, a job that is injurious to your health. Mm -hmm. So if you're a private contractor and out there in Iraq and you try to get life insurance, you're going to pay a premium, a hefty yeah. premium, yeah. versus somebody that takes a job that has benefits included. Yeah. If you right. are a wrestler where you are more likely to get hurt and physically injured, guess whose insurance is going to go up? Yeah. So nobody's going to insure somebody who's injury prone. And, so and that's it, messed up. And it, it's the same still for uh, people who got benefits. You have to evaluate your life to know what premium that you need if you are at low health risk, then you just get the volunteer. But maybe you have uh, a specialization that you need to see, a, a type of specialist right. that you need to see. So you pay the premium as well. Same people for older people who get benefits. Your life insurance policies are are tiered different from uh, people that's coming in much younger. So, you know, I, and I, I just want to clear it out because I hear people like kind of bash WWE for how that's done. It's like, that's messed up. But it's like, but it's not. It's literally the idea of like they're getting their money you just have to figure out what's worth best for your life. If you're well, injury prone and, and you're seeing a doctor three or four times a year, well, <laughs> instead of paying those, uh, what, do, what do you call them? Those uh, per visit fees and, 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 and up front, I want to just go ahead and open season and go ahead and, and, and get that for the year. You know, you never know. Right. Well, and, and the thing is, we got to keep in mind, this ain't nothing new. Wrestling's always been this way. This is what the business is. So if you are going into wrestling, whether it's WWE, AEW, Impact, ROH, that's how the business is run. No one's broken that mold yet of like suddenly being, oh, we're giving our employees benefits or even or heck, even or even making the wrestlers employees. They're all yeah, independent yeah. contractors. I was just about to say, unionized. It's just yeah. the weird, the weird part where it gets, I think, confusing to people is like, yes, you have an exclusive contract with this company, to but the way you them. are paid mm-hmm. is under an independent contractor status. And like two James is saying, you're going to get all your darn money, and then it's on you to take care of how you want to do that. And Lord knows there are plenty of wrestlers out there over the years that the number one thing they get upside down on is their darn taxes. Because they get all the money and they have been taken out. And then at some point down the road, Uncle Sam comes calling. And he's like, hey, you've been making all this money four or five years now. And uh, you ain't paid me nothing. 
So, <laughs> what do you mean I owe a million dollars in taxes? Note, uh, Ric Flair. Ric yeah. Flair. More uh, than uh, once. Uncle <laughs> Sam. <book>. Undefeated. <laughs> yep. So, and that's where, Vince could, that, that's where Vince will get you over a barrel a second time. Was he'll be, oh, I can help you out with that. I can cut you a check and uh, get the IRS off you back. But then you owe me. Yeah. Yeah. Before we wrap it up here. Um, or the, yeah, the weekend is coming up. Tomorrow is the 31st. And, uh, you know, then the 1st of August is on Saturday. And, you know, and I just want to get in a couple indie shows because independent roundup is a thing that I probably want to do every week as shows come out. Um, if you can do so safely and if your local governments and your local health departments agree that the show can go on, um, cool. These are shows that, I, that could be happening in your area. Uh, NYCW is running a show in Clinton, New York on August 1st. Um, BDW Heatwave 2020 in beautiful Benwood, West Virginia. That's uh, Sunday, August 2nd. And GCW is in Indianapolis. Uh, they love Indianapolis, apparently. And they are going to be uh, doing their show, Keep in Touch, in uh, in beautiful downtown Indy uh, on Sunday. I like beautiful Indy. is a relative term here. I like Indy. Indy's, Depends Indy's on who's there. Yeah, yeah uh, Indy's a good town. So they're, they're, wrestling is starting to, to slowly come back. Uh, New Japan is definitely one of the slew of shows if you're a night owl um, in America. Um, AEW has some shows coming up, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. Um, you know, the English wrestling scene is coming back with GPW and OTT in Ireland. So August is, is really shaping up to for people to branch out and see more wrestling. The last thing, and finally, we want to get into is well, the Royal Rumble. Now, SummerSlam is a wrap, and it's going to be whatever it's going to be. Uh, SummerSlam in your house, and they're going to have Flo Rida, it's going to DJ, and it's going to be a good time. <laughs> the question I have is, looking forward, what does the Royal Rumble look like in an empty arena? Mm-hmm. And I think, like, for other events, you know, the interest is at WrestleMania, okay, fine, you can, yeah, it is what it is, but you're really there for the mattress. SummerSlam is just, you know, just a, a big pay-per-view, only because of its placement. But the Royal Rumble is a special event. It's it's unique in its existence. And part of that is the crowd announcing, counting down with the, with the giant mm-hmm. clock, announcing who the next uh, participant is. What does the Royal Rumble look like in an empty arena? Should they even have it? Thank God we got to January to worry about that. Yep. I can't imagine it not happening but I think the big thing comes down to is what things will look like come January. Cause one, I mean, heck, never mind. That's going to be winter. So, yeah. I mean, if there's even, there, you know, there's even the remote talk going around that they're trying to find a way to do SummerSlam outside of the PC. But the problem is, you know, people are like, oh, they can put it on a beach or something. And it's like, yeah, but how do you police that? This isn't, this isn't GCW running on the boardwalk in Atlantic <laughs> City, you know? You say there's going to be a WWE show, much less SummerSlam, on a beach somewhere. You're going to have to police that in some way. And I think from what I've heard, they haven't been able to find any jurisdiction that's willing to uh, permit that event <laughs> under say, these circumstances so far. I say this well, to kind of combine. Uh, I was going to say, I say this to kind of combine two things. I mean, the financial report came out and WWE did really good. Overly yep. expected mm-hmm. good. Will made a right. good point about it on his uh, Twitter, which I firmly agree. I mean, when you really... I don't understand how anybody could have been surprised when you cut your wages and you didn't have a lot of uh, of money going out. 
but you continue to produce each and every week, then you know it make it makes sense why. But anyway, nonetheless, with yeah. them being way in the green right now, I would not be surprised if they start trying something really uh, fo- uh, froggy. Another pay per view has just been added a week after um, a week after SummerSlam, a week after if you if you're getting that like storyline going into one week in the next pay-per-view so i i wouldn't be surprised if they start trying some drastic stuff now not that now that they're really in the green with their finances but as far as the royal rumble like to the main question it's, it's in january i'm not even going to even try to sit and try to kind of put together something but god knows if it was a month away oh it'd be crowd uh inserted countdowns and it'll just be that you know yeah, it'd be the Edge Randy Orton match all over again with the yeah, yeah. Yeah. put in the countdowns. Maybe have yeah. some light show or something when the uh goes down to ten or something. They try to do something like yeah. that easy. Did- How surprised would we be if they actually wound up in Saudi Arabia for the Royal Rumble? <laughs> <laughs> fight Island? They're definitely going to fight Island before the end of this. I don't uh, whatever mm-hmm. you guys say, they'll be at Fight Island. And, and what's that? Abu Dhabi, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah they'll, they'll be there. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, do they have don't fans fight. in the Emirates? I, no, I want to say Island was Fight Island was empty just like it was here. Right, it was just a matter. Of, it looked more like a regular arena though because they had more space to work with. But it was yeah. still no no fans in attendance or anything. Well, but they can do that in Orlando. You're telling me that the Amway Center is is like no WWE even if it's to no fans. I mean, they can I'm absolutely saying, do that. I'm saying if they got any leeway to do something with fans and for the money they could possibly make for it, they'll be there first. <laughs> I, what, what I do think that they should do... in the wrong way. Uh, that's trending more on the good side. So, I think they should have uh, the Royal Rumble in Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg. They're already based in Central Florida. Uh, St. Petersburg, uh, the Trop is, what, uh, 38,000 seats or something like that for baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, they, could, they don't even have to use the field. They can cover the entire field and have fans in the stands, and if they get 10,000 people, and that's still a third full, they can socially distance everybody. I think that that's the best they can do to have a large-scale event, and even still, they can, you know, there's a bunch of different things that they can do um, as far as concessions and stuff like that and, and limited seating, um, but I think that Tropicana Field, especially because it's a dome, uh, would probably be where I would want the Royal Rumble um, in in January, and and they do have enough time right now to figure it out. But but August first is Saturday. That does not give them as much time as you think yeah. to plan an event like that logistically. If they were to actually put on a full scale event, yeah. but uh, but yeah, but that's it. That's the news for this week, uh, well, Damien. I, I got it, Hoy. Before Damien, I got a few do we care stuff really quick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, do we care? Nia Jats deleting her Twitter. Don't Do care. That's exactly why I skipped that story. I didn't even know that happened. So <laughs> news to me. Kyrie Sane officially returns back to Japan uh, to be back with her family. It was a good run. Uh, she says the voyage continues. Uh, the idea of her coming back to WWE. Do we care? Yes, I think it's, I think it's absolutely. Yet. I think it's absolutely in the cards because I think the plan all along has been, you know, before the pandemic hit, there was all the rumors about NXT Japan. And I think part of NXT Japan would be Kyrie Sane probably involved there as a trainer. And that would have it in a situation where, hey, she comes over for a couple of weeks here, does some stuff in the States and all this. So I think the whole idea all along is to keep her in the fold, but keep her in the fold in a way where she can also be with her husband over there. So good for Kyrie. 
Bon voyage. <laughs> Contradiction by Triple H and Shawn Michaels about uh, NXT in your house being the last NXT takeover. Oh, well, that can't be true because NXT TakeOver 30 is happening. So do we care about this now? No. <laughs> how, how long? No. Eh, no. I, yeah. even hate to even, I even hate to even say this one. But the tag team, the, the AEW Women's Man, Tag Team Cup Tournament, we're starting to get a little bit more information about it. Call it what it is. Call but it what it is. It's going to be Battle on Bowl. Yep, it's gonna be on dark. Do we care? YouTube bowl. No, that's no. not fair. It's, it's some of it's gonna be on YouTube, some of it's gonna be on dark, and the finals are gonna be uh either on dynamite or a pay-per-view. Yeah. But uh, I mean th- this is I mean to be fair, that's not like that's the same thing as like the NCAA tournament where they play the 64th team in the play the 64th and 65th team on like you know Nick Nick games and sports. True TV, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they play it on, like, the History Channel, knowing damn well that nobody's going to turn into the History Channel to watch basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, mm-hmm. if you really need to see the College of Charleston play, like, Monmouth, then cool. But realistically, you could you could simulate that game to the end. So yeah. I think the problem is with AEW and the women's division being such under scrutiny, and the fact that they haven't signed Christy James is a bigger issue than the distrib- distribution of the tournament. They have four okay. storylines going on. How the hell are they going to have a 16-person uh, tournament in the middle of a full show? I am. Bringing in Cameron. That's Seriously. how they do it. <laughs> if you want to see Ariane Andrews, you got to get on YouTube on Monday. So we'll see. <laughs> That's is, where that should be. Is Eva Marie next? I hope so. I hope not. I hope so. I don't know if they can handle that heat at AEW. That's that's know. a lot of heat. You bring in Eva Marie. I, I hope so. I can't wait. Eva Marie. Uh, Eva Marie. Should, I mean, well, it's not going to be Eva Marie and Cameron, but I'm I'm down. Bring it. Off topic of wrestling, Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson is officially happening. Many, 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 many years after their primes. <laughs> are you, are you guys watching this? Do you care about this yes. fight? I am. I, I, I don't care about boxing, but watching Tyson versus his T-shirt, I'm less <laughs> interested than Tyson versus another human being. So. The way I looked at it a couple years ago, I saw the Roy, uh, the Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor exhibition match just to see how McGregor would fare. Uh, if people pay exorbitant amounts for pay-per-views and wrestling, uh, that's and that's different. not you know that's not He's real a- fighting. So why wouldn't I want to see two middle-aged geriatric dudes beat the crap out of each other for like eight rounds and now, then see which one develops CTE after the fact? Get, God, bless their, God bless both of their souls. But when Kimbo sliced folk, uh, folk died out 5,000 or 3,000, mm. uh, 5,000, 5, yeah. You know, it looked good on paper. Yeah. Both mm-hmm. of them went to the hospital afterwards. Yep. So it'll be the, the Tyson name will draw buys. It will absolutely draw. I think there'll be a lot of people the day that fight happens that's going to be like, oh, I got to see this. Yeah. They ain't going to be talking about it beforehand, but it's like when it comes time, it'll, it'll do good just because of Tyson. It'll do all right. Yeah, I'm gonna be a good going on. That's the only thing. There's nothing going yeah, on. So. Exactly. Yeah. If there's nothing going on that day, and it, it will hook people. I don't know if it'll be that entertaining, but it'll get it'll get it'll make some money. It'll make yeah. some money. If they, could, if they could get three million people to watch Tiger versus Phil for charity. <laughs> 
You don't really think we're going to get at least a million people watching Tyson and Roy Jones? Oh, no. Brady with that too. Yeah, yeah, that's way different. That's that's a lot of star power on the golf course right there. Yeah, I mean, but that, they can actually still do the thing. I mean, Tiger, yeah. uh, Tiger Woods is still like, in tournament, and, and Mickelson is on like the senior pro tour. So it's not like they quit. And, and don't get twisted. Tyson in movies right now has been some of the best uh, chore- choreography that I've seen. Yep. Uh, but uh, in the ring, I don't know. But anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll see when that comes. Anyway, Damien, go ahead and uh, launch our last contest. Uh, let's talk about that. And then we're, we're definitely out of here after that. Sure, sure. So first off, uh, go back and watch the Mike Tyson versus Donnie Yen from Ip Man 3 uh, oh. fight the last three minutes. That, that's, a pretty, that trailer. that's a pretty damn good fight. Uh, also, I will be attending that Mission Pro show in Buda, Texas. Uh, so friends of the show, if you're in going down that way, you see me say hi, uh, please wear your mask. Uh, don't hug me. Don't high five me, but I am looking forward to seeing good women's <laughs> wrestling, not. but just keep your damn distance. Just, just putting it out there. And finally get your brewskis ready because the good brothers as advertised on impact wrestling on August 1st are going to do talk and shop mania. So it's streaming on fight TV. So what we're going to do is basically us and fight TV. Like last time we're giving away a free, viewing of said event all you got to do is basically follow both us and fight tv retweet our pin tweet at the top of the page like retweet and then follow both of us as well as fight tv and then you'll be entered to watch uh talking shop mania which has been ballyhooed by the good brothers on impact tv uh because i'm actually interested in it now because they mentioned it so much it's almost like subliminal marketing and uh it's going to be a good show so again follow us at bgb group Follow at Fight TV, retweet our pin tweet at the top of our page, and like as well to be entered. And we will announce the winner tomorrow. That's right, tomorrow, July thirty first, midday. I it'll, it'll pop up. Uh, I'll say mid five o'clock Eastern Standard Time, around that time. Uh, life happens, so I don't want to give exact time. Like, oops, I forgot. But hey, nonetheless, somebody's gonna be a winner, and you're getting them for free. So beggars can't be choosers. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, yeah, we're going to get out of here for the day. Um, I think we done covered everything I was trying to think about. Also, I have got to say, because I done put my whole whole foot into it, definitely check out the website because I revamped it. It's ready to go. That is BigGoldBellGroup.com. That still is your source for all our mm-hmm. podcasts, all our media, uh, news, and so on. It's all there. Uh, navigates much, much better than our previous uh, website. But um, nonetheless, definitely check that out to keep up with us at all times. Uh, but as always, each and every Thursday, we'll be back live uh, on Twitter where you can watch us. Um, and then you can listen to us at all audio platforms. Uh, thank you, Christy James, again for joining us, uh, really giving us an insight on the AEW process and, and, and the COVID testing and everything that she has going on and, and, and still doing the wrestles during COVID and, and making towns uh, a really well done interview in the beginning part of this show. Uh, we have definitely more special things to come. So stay tuned. And as always, we catch you guys each and every week. Stay safe. COVID is real. So wear them damn masks. Well,